I finally got my lights up. That's last good, dude. weekend. Your Christmas lights on the new house? Yeah, man. It's about I, time, man. It's about time, dude. Well, yeah, so we didn't have anything when I was when we moved here. So we had, you know, just like a few boxes of lights here and there. But Some we straggly didn't, lights. Yeah. We didn't have we didn't have much. We had like like Christmas tree lights. It's really kinda all we decorated. Uh-huh. It was just around was just on the Christmas tree. So I was able to go. We went to a couple of stores and then I picked up um ordered some online on on uh, can't remember anyway, but I ordered some online and oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like I ordered them on target. That's really interesting to talk about. <laughs> you you so ordered, ordered Christmas lights online, online. They were okay. like, they were like two bucks a box online, dude. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, man, uh, you're, you're going to have to go to Christmas decoration school. So sit at the learning tree. All right. Okay. When it comes to, when it comes to decorating your house with Christmas lights, when you buy the cheap crap, yeah. you're buying cheap crap every year. Because those things won't be working next year. Oh, I, they weren't working this year. There you go. So <laughs> several years ago, I finally just caved and I said, you know what? We are going to buy the expensive Phillips. We're going name brand. You Ooh. know, we're not, we're not going like targets, like, you know, generic, you know, decor lights or whatever they're called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know, dude. Holiday festival lights. We went straight Phillips LEDs. We've been rocking those things for like four years. Serious? Yep. Plug them in and they work 60% of the time, all of the time. (laughs) These didn't make any sense. It's dude. Hey, it's worth the investment, man. It is dude for years. Yeah. Years when we when we bought our house and moved in, I was just like, no, we'll just get like you know the, you know the four dollar box and the seven dollar box or whatever, right? And then you know you store them, put them in the in the totes, and you stack them up in the garage, nice and clean, and you open them up the next year and you plug them in to test them, and you know you'll be darned if any of them are working. And then so what are you doing? You're piling back into the car. Going back to wherever to buy yeah. more cheap garbage. And I was like, you know, enough of that. We're going to spend the money on the, on the high, on the high dollar bulbs. <laughs> I dude, I, you know what? I'm going to be with you on this. Cause I'm going to wait till after the Christmas sales, I think. And I'm going to go back in. I'm going to see what, what kind of deals because they'll probably sell them pretty cheap after Christmas. I'm telling you, dude, all the name brand stuff goes first. Nah. I'm, yeah, I did. I know, man. I know. Well, Ryan, you're mind. you're a Christmas tree noob. I, well, I am a, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Christmas decor noob for sure. Well, it's it's a, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn, and we've all learned it. Well, I uh, I got to learn some, most of that over the last last weekend. So I get up. Uh, we we only have like this eight foot ladder, and so I'm starting to put. I'm like I'm putting. The, I got the clips too. I didn't do this. I didn't. I'm not doing the staple thing. That's the way to go too. So I got I the, clips. the clip and the the clips and the pole, dude. The pole, yeah. You have a pole, dude. I don't, cl- dude. Climbing a ladder to hang Christmas lights is for suckers. <laughs> uh, well, dude, wrap dude, me I've up. Got the, wrap I, me dude, up in a charms blanket, because oh my I've, god, I've got this pole that is just exquisite, and it's like, are you serious, dude? This is a PG show, but when it comes to Christmas lights, I don't around. <laughs> 
I'm serious, man. Rookie. Yeah, wrap me. I need to get a charms jacket. Rookie mistakes. I am a sucker. Rookie <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> well, I learned them, so that that's the that's the fun part about it, dude. So stapling I, stapling lights on your house is number no one, and like an amazing way to electrocute yourself. But it's also, <laughs> um, just the worst. The worst. <laughs> just wa- yeah, I mean, because you're watching. I mean, just watch that scene in from Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation, right? Yeah. That's well, you get, I remember my dad doing that. My dad, yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's what my dad did. Oh yeah. man, for Staple. for decades, and oh, yeah. you know, lining up the notch, you know, of the staple gun, yeah, for the Christmas lights, right? Yeah. But you know, my dad had the same ceramic. Uh, I, dude, I'm, when it comes to Christmas lights, it's it's multicolor or bust. And Joanne and I have had to come to a truce on oh, some okay. things. Is she like? Is she? Is she a, a white? She light likes fan. She yeah. She likes the whites, the reds, the greens. Now I like the reds and the greens, but dude, I love the multicolor. I just I am a the oranges sucker. and the blues and the oh, I love it. I love it. And so I have the LED, you know, ceramic lookalikes. Yeah, they're not as great as the traditional ceramics because they're not. They don't give out that warmth. You yeah. know. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my dad had, uh, literally used the same ceramic, you know, lights yeah. for decades. That's how well they made that stuff. Like in the sixties. Dang. I know it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But no, I, I've got these Phillips LEDs that I bought, you know, like I said, four years ago. And, but like the Christmas tree is purple, you know, it's purple lights oh, on the tree. Cool. And uh, so, I mean, we, we have found a, a common ground with our, right. with the lighting. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that you're decorated up. Cause I, I was, well, afra- I was afraid. Up. Well, but, so, well, I was telling you, so I got the clips on it and then okay. I get, I, I come to find out my ladder is not tall enough for me to climb and then put mm. everything on. Cause I, uh, we have this big, tall, kind of a really tall peak. I know you you live in a mansion. I know. know. Yeah. You know, just rolling in it. So we have this peak in our garage. That's about 20 feet over 20 feet high. Okay. Over the, over the garage. And of course my ladder is not going to even come close to trying to get the, get the lights up on the the rim. (laughs) So I go across my neighbor and he's, and I'm like, Hey dude, you've, you've, you've got a two story house with, you know, ledges much higher than mine. You've got lights all the way up there. I said, do you have a, a really long ladder? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get the ladder and I, and I put the ladder on the garage, the face of the garage, and I'm starting to climb up. And I tell you there, <laughs> I, I start chicken it out, man. And I don't I'm do hikes, dude. I'm they're, they're, fighting through it, dude. I'm like fighting through it. I'm like, no way. Yeah, Cause I know. No. If someone's watching me, like, there's no way I've got to hold it together. Like, I've got to be. No, dude, I dude, you get no. So, you know, I don't do the highest peak of our house. I just do the front yeah. because it's too high. Yeah. And the, the poles and the clips won't reach unless I climb up a ladder. Yeah. And then get on my roof. Mm. And I don't do that, dude. I don't hey, do heights. I don't well, do I think heights. I might try a different tactic next year. Cause I, I no, I just I surrender like, that part of the house. That that hey. just, I mean, we the yard is decorated nice. The side nice. yard, the front of the of the roof is good, but I, dude, I don't know. I don't get up there, man. That is that's for dorks. You don't go climbing <laughs> up, dude. Gravity <laughs> wins, man. You know what? You're right there. I uh, so I got about like most. Gravity of the way is up. undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> champ, reigning champ. So I get most of the way up, 
And uh, so I'm, I'm putting the clips in on this, on this tall peak and I'm nowhere near the top of this thing. And I'm just like, no, I can't, yeah, there's right. no way, there's no way. And it's not, it's not going to look right either. It's going to no. look like, like, like buns, you know? And so I, I grab the ladder and I bring it over to the side and I'm like, cool, well, I'll just climb up here and I'll get on the roof. And I remember as a kid when I was helping my dad, like fearless, no problem. Oh, oh you yeah, get on man. The roof? Let's get on the roof. Everybody's oh, party yeah. on the roof. Everybody loves getting on the roof. Everybody, everybody yeah, gets let's get on the off roof. the roof and jump off. Like everybody, everybody gets on the roof. Like no one mm-hmm. doesn't. Like everyone does that. Like everyone on the planet gets on their roofs. When you're a kid, when you're an adult, that is the most. Like I don't know. For me, that's one of the, that was so frightening because I put the ladder up against the house and I'm like climbing up the ladder, getting on the roof, and my and of course Lauren is making fun of me the entire time. She's like, you're gonna be, you're gonna get up there, Spider Man. You gonna go run around on the roof, Spider Man? Oh, jeez, yeah, right, <laughs> dude. I don't do I, it, man. So I braved it. I got up on the roof. Oh. I put, a, I put the pins in on the on the peak, and I went and I did the three. We have three little other. We have two little other peaks. So we just did the three peaks. Man, it, it felt like it took me four hours to get everything like. Cause I'm nervous yeah. and I'm like hanging on like to oh, that, yeah, man. Just you know, white knuckling like, it up there, <laughs> just sweat knuckle, just holding onto the edge. Like that's going to hold me like, Oh, I this know, will man. be safe. These shingles, these shingles will hold my weight. No problem. <laughs> so, I don't do it, dude. I don't oh my do it. Gosh. So we get, I get the lights up. I get, I get the peaks done and I feel on top of, I feel so accomplished. And so I get, we get down, uh, we plug them in and it's still a little daylight out. So we can't see it. So I put everything up night, sun, sun comes down. We plug those lights in. I run outside. I'm so excited. Turn around. It's the most rinky dink looking (laughs) one string of lights going up three peaks. That is it. It is just three rinky dink. (laughs) And I'm like, no. That's good. Merry Christmas, because that. <laughs> uh, yes, that's the that's the O'Farrell house for the week. All right. Like, I love it, dude. Like, and so we got candy. We put candy canes out, um, you know, line in the driveway and stuff like that, which is kind of nice. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm investing in like lawn ornaments next year. Like that's going to be yeah. a heavy investment. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to go. Just and then I'll don't... outline my garage because I'm not doing I'm not getting up there again. No, it's insane. There's there's no reason to the as long as you stay away from the inflatables, that's lazy Christmas, in my opinion, or the inflatables. Not a fan. I don't I don't like the the spotlight, the little laser like laser Uh, thing on the side of the house. Well, uh, there's a couple there's a couple that are when it's done in addition to other things. I like it. Yes. But I've seen people just like, I think there's a guy that lives two houses down. Like that's his Christmas decor. Yeah, like there's one for me out too. There and just like Call slaps that in the, <laughs> my slaps at the ground, me. throws yeah. it on. I was like, Merry Christmas. Merry up. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> there. I'm being neighborly. Yeah. Leave me alone. So another little trick of the trade is uh and you'll learn ryan you're getting there one of the one of the tricks of the trade is first real house man like i finally get to do this stuff do your lights at night that's way you can tell if they're working or not Mm -hmm. i guess do your lights at night well i mean you know well you test them you plug them in well i was doing it with them plugged in too like i plugged them in then then put them on those clips but the best time is at night dude because then you're really seeing how it's being put together yeah man clark griswold had it right dude i mean he started his lights when when the sun went down that's true. Mm-hmm. He was starting to put them up at least. There were a lot of them, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he right. had 
They well, had to, dude. you know, reset the nuke power to <laughs> when he plugged <laughs> to com- everything to, to, com- to compensate for all the uh, all the juice he was pulling dude, in. That's, I love that movie so much. It's classic. Love it's a that classic. Movie. It's a classic. Christmas Vacation. Watch that. Watch that this holiday season. Watch it again and again and again. And again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a movie that I did watch again this week that I haven't really rewatched since we last talked about it, which was 10 episodes ago, mm-hmm. which was Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition. Yeah, you did, right? I mean, I sat through that. I sat through it one more time. <laughs> I sat through that one more I time. I sat through that one more time. No, um, I sat, I, I mean, I didn't sit through I just, I mean, I really enjoyed watching it. I, I flicked it on. You and I talked about it the other day. You were watching it. Um, no, well, I mean, it's, I, it was on HBO. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I think when I texted you, I just, uh, happened to come across it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, time, time Warner owns DC. So, and time Warner owns HBO. So all these DC movies are going to make their way to, uh, yeah. HBO at some point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been on HBO on a pretty regular rotation. It's the theatrical cut though. It's not the, um, it's not the R rated though. Yeah. At least but, from yeah, what I've seen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. they do show the R-rated cut at different mm-hmm. times. Uh, I, I'm not sure. But every time I've caught it, it's been just the standard theatrical. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen it through. On, I haven't seen it on the HBO. But I did see it. Um, but I, was, I just uh, fired it up. Um, you, I think you, you talking to me about it. Because I, I, um, I said, I, I think I called it, what, a casual watch? So that'd yes, be a good and I did watch. not. I did not take kindly to that. Well, yeah, and I didn't mean. <laughs> and I guess what I meant by that was like you were watching the theatrical cut, and I really don't enjoy the theatrical cut in any way. And so I was just kind of like, "Oh, that'd be good for like if I'm doing stuff around the house." Oh, like okay. I would, I would. Yeah, that's a casual watch for me. Yeah, and I, I took it to me, and just like you know, the whole kit and caboodle was uh, just a casual watch for you. No, I, I mean, I hadn't really watched it again, you know, to be fair. And so I said, you know what? I'm not despite going the to, fact that you bought it. I, I of course I bought it <laughs> like 100 percent. Um, of course, I bought Origins, too. <laughs> of course, I have okay. Apocalypse in my collection. Of course. Oh, well, all right. Hey, um, but yeah, so I sat down. And I really watched it again. Man, that that opening sequence. It's great. That is gorgeous. So good, dude. That is so good. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we can rehash a little bit of it and that's cool. Uh, the, the way it was, uh, you know, <clears throat> interspersed with man of steel and yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's great. I, I think too, what happens, you know, and you know, suicide squad just had its, uh, at least it's Blu-ray release uh, yeah, was, yeah, this, yeah. was this past Tuesday. Uh, it's been available digitally for almost a month now, I think Yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, I know it was really, yeah, I mean, it was like a real gap between that's weird. Yeah, the digital versions uh, on iTunes and yeah, Amazon, Google, all those services, uh, <clears throat> versus the Blu-ray release. But yeah, I mean the the you know like the quote unquote official release of Suicide Squad was this was this past Tuesday. Yeah, and I think it you know and we, you know one of and guys we're not gonna we're not gonna you know force you to go down Suicide Squad memory lane with us again. But I mean one of the things that I appreciate about that movie is the you know, very uh, logical progression from Dawn of Justice with, mm-hmm. you know, the recognition that Superman is dead, that what is happening in Suicide Squad 
is post Dawn of Justice. It's not happening and because at this, of Dawn of yeah. Justice. It, it's yeah, not it's, even. It's not just post Dawn of Justice. It's, it's it's the it's a it's an effect. Yes, because yes. of a cause. And uh, now it's you can debate whether the flashback scenes are post Dawn of Justice because we don't really have a time frame between when you know when Dawn of Justice ends and Suicide Squad begins. Yeah. Was it? Just the following week, the following day, yeah, you know that's that's kind of left up to assumption and and I know you and I talked about that you know it's, it's possible that's in some a couple of the flashback scenes, especially regarding uh Harley and Joker, were we seeing the Batman returning more to form uh rather than just leaving Harley to drown uh, yeah in I, the can't, car. I don't know I, yeah. I would i mean I don't know if that's before. I, know, I like that's to, either before Robin or or it's after. And I'm gonna well, I'm gonna assume that it's probably post uh, Robin. Um, I, this is just my assumption. I think it's post Robin because yeah, it, it's interesting. You know when he when he dives in uh, the water to go after Joker and Harley, and obviously Joker has swam away. Right. Harley's faking that she is passed out. Right. He knocks her out and then swims up out of the out of the water with her and then, you know, sets her on the the back of of the or the front of the Batmobile. And he he has like this moment. He he lays her down and he looks and then he kind of gives this. Yeah, I need to try to resuscitate her like he's thinking about it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's just like just this brief like. You killed Robin. I should let you I should let you just drowned. I should just let you die on the hood of this car. And there's just a little bit. And, and that's why I think Affleck is so great as Batman. Okay. He, his Batman was so good that he, he sort of just kind of does this, uh, like, you know, where you know the, the right thing the, to do. The, do yeah. The, like the he's events, got that nagging voice in the back of his head. Yeah. The events of Dawn of justice that he was yeah. wrong about, you know, Kal-El he was wrong. Well, you know, maybe not so wrong about metahumans. He's still very suspicious right. of metahumans, right? But he was very wrong about Kal-El. Right. And uh, he's returning more. He's still violent. I mean, he's not going to, you know, slap you on the wrists if you're naughty. But rather than just simply letting Harley drown uh, or just simply leaving her in the water. You know, he could have just punched her, knocked her out and left her there. Or just no problem. Or just just letting him go in. I mean, I'm sure he's trying to catch Joker is why you end up down there. That's the only thing I can think of. Like why he swam down there was just trying to find Joker. Yeah. And Harley's just collateral damage. So if she makes it or not, you know, who cares? So I just I like to assume that, you know, even that one flashback scene is a is a post. Right. um, Dawn of Justice. So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that, well, you know, yeah. that that sparked, you know, you wanting to jump back in and, and rewatch Batman versus Superman. But I think yeah. the, the I'm sorry, the point that I was trying to make and got lost in all that was it's easy to forget that, uh, you know, Dawn of Justice wasn't the start of the DCEU. It was Ban of Steel. I think it's sometimes very right. easy to forget. It didn't start yeah. with Dawn of Justice was easily the bigger in scope of the two. Sure. But it all started with Man of Steel. And when I just think yeah. of, you know, DC's, the way they have decided to approach this with the not so slow burn that Marvel gave us, I'm, I'm enjoying it more when you when I just think of what happened in Man of Steel, how it plays out in Dawn of Justice, how we see it play yeah. out again in Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the mid credit scene with Waller and, and Bruce Wayne, while maybe doesn't serve to push forward a ton of narrative, it gives us a glimpse that. Batman can never have enough files on metahumans. If you're a Batman <laughs> fan, you know Batman loves his files. 
Hey, he keeps, uh, he is the, I mean, what, he is the contingency plan. Yes. You know, and, he's, been, and and he's been that way for a long time. And Absolutely. So it's not out of character for him to just continue to stockpile as yep. much information as he can get a hold of. He's going to know. Yeah. And, and, you know, that ending, you know, line where he said, you know, tells her to shut down Task Force X or he and his friends will do it for her. Which I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong. In the original, in the trilogy of Christopher Nolan's Batman, mm-hmm. did they ever highlight the great detective that he was? Yeah, in in the Dark Knight, he does uh, bullet analysis. The bullet analysis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, you know, there, you but see the collection little... of this data, the the data hoarding yeah. thing. I it is it, it's definitely an aspect that has been uh, at times ignored. Uh, with big screen Batman. And I think it's because it, it slows down the action. And yeah. I mean, you saw uh, <sighs> he's investigating. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, a fantastic, I mean, detective comics. Well, I mean, that's well yeah. The, and in the video you know, games, that's the idea. Know, well, in the Arkham series of games, I mean, that is a huge, huge aspect of yeah. those games when you have to break down crime scenes and, you know, um, yeah, yeah. definitely they don't ignore it there. I, I can't think, you know, off the top of my head in the, Tim Burton uh, Batman films. Oh, well, you know, Batman did figure out the chemical concoction for Smilex gas. Okay. You know, so there was detective work involved there. Yeah, so he had to, because he had to come up with the, the yeah. filter and antidote for Yeah, it, so. the antidote. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've only seen, you know, one full movie of the Ben Affleck yeah. edition of Batman in a couple of just, you know, how do you do's in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, just very brief how do you do's. Yeah, so very, I, very I, brief. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the impression that, you know, when the Batman movie uh, does make its way to theaters, which it will, I know there's been something who's like, oh, it's been paused. Dude, trust me. <laughs> Warner Brothers will find a way to get Batman back on into a solo film. I, I feel that we'll, we'll probably see a little bit more of that, yeah. you know, the, the, the detective work that, that Batman does because well, like he did a great job in BVA and Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, well, that's one of the cool things too, is that, uh, you know, at least comic wise is Bruce discovered Superman was Clark or Clark was Superman off of detective work. Right. You know, not, you know, trying to punch Superman into oblivion, <laughs> you know, tell me, tell me who you are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did detective work. So, which, um, in in the in the scene in that scene in um, Suicide Squad where he's on the roof of that car, yeah, that is, and I didn't piece. I don't know why I didn't piece well, this he, together, he, but ruining, I he's ruining date night. Yeah, yeah, he's ruining date night. Uh, but that was right after the when they killed Com when he killed Common. They left the club. That was them leaving the club. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, and I, are you and sure? I are you sure? Yeah, I don't think Joker's it, wearing the wearing, same she's outfit. Wearing the same exact dress. She's wearing, but is he wearing the same thing? And he's wearing uh, that. Oh, okay. The, okay. Uh, it it, it so took he, me, and like I said, I didn't think about that when we first saw it, but that was them, that chasing. Yeah. I know we had speculated before that, that could that have been post-Robin? Like what, yes. like where, where was that like in relation to, what did that, where's did they the, just Where's the death him? of Robin and all this? Yeah. Thing? Now, and I, and yeah, that the, was them leaving the club after he shoots a common in the face, I think. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty fair to say that if that chase was post like immediate post murdering Robin, it would not have been such a subdued. I can't imagine Batman. it would be. Yeah. I'm with you yeah, on right. that. I don't think it, I don't think it yeah. could be. 
dude, I, I love the way that scene is filmed too. The the way the camera pans down oh, yeah. and the and the Batmobile just oh, just comes yeah. roaring around the corner there. So good. And uh, you know. Dude, you and I have, have heaped enough praise on this show for Jared Leto's Jokers. Jared Leto haters can, you know, take a seat outside. Uh, I, I love just his reaction when he looks in the in the mirror. And, you know, it's not this over the top, yeah. you know, it's just this, you know, we've got company. And it's a Joker that at least, you know. I like the that, swag on him, man. I just, yeah, I like the, the, the bling attitude. bling Joker. I like the, the bling bling the bling, Joker. The blinged out Joker, the, the pearlescent car, like. Yeah. Oh man, he's got he's got a style in a way that in and a way a Joker that previous that, Jokers, even animated or not, uh-huh. didn't have. And I think no. that's the unique spin on it. And I I don't know, I I dig it. Well, we've already seen Hobo Joker. You know, I mean, Heath Ledger yeah. was a great Hobo Joker. Oh yeah, yeah, for right? sure. Just dirty and gross, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, which was great. I mean, not that yeah. it was bad either. It was fantastic. Well, but, you know, and it's a, it's a catch twenty two, man. That yeah. you know had had Leto just simply copied ledger yeah you're not gonna win either way yeah people one. are gonna hate it and because it didn't have enough ledger people are gonna hate it it, it just uh you know yeah. you and i were talking about this the other night when we were uh enjoying a little gaming action you know we we're just like you know it, it just really comes down to and well i'm not gonna spoil anything i did see rogue one today mm-hmm. um I, you know just some of the stuff that i'm reading about that it's just like the, how it's just so easy to just Grumble, grumble, grumble. Let's grumble. Yeah. Everybody grumble. It's time to grumble. It's 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 the frustration that people have that it doesn't speak to their particular what proclivities of of what they exactly what they want because they don't even know what they want. They just they're gonna observe it and if it doesn't hit them exactly the right way in the immediate moment, they're gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, take take a zoom out just a little bit from your perspective and understand that this movie has been has been intended for audiences and you know that's a good little tagline like underneath those things it's intended for other people too yeah it's not just for you not just for you it's intended for a lot of people and and in, in doing that directors and producers have to make a lot of decisions and now it can sound like I'm really apologizing for some of these movies that have have made a made a poopy show of of what they're doing but I don't know, man. Like, it, I'm not going to enjoy every second as much as I love Iron Man. I'm not going to enjoy every second of every Iron Man movie. There's going to be moments where I'm like, dude, this is a yeah. this is a boogers. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, Iron Man three has a lot of examples for that. You know, not going to try to hide behind that curtain. But like, come on, like it's you know, get over the Joker thing at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> it just it it still just is like this reoccurring thing with that with that character and in the the portrayal of that character in the in Suicide Squad and yeah. and you know certainly DC didn't do themselves any favors by giving the grand illusion that right. Joker was either the main villain or Joker was actually a part of the Suicide Squad, which would never work. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, that's, you know, that's what they tried to sell audiences on and they didn't deliver with it. And even the extended cut that you can get on Blu-ray or digital uh, doesn't really flesh out anything more than that. But here's the thing, though, when it it was all said and done is, you know, I I did a lot of reading into some of the other scenes that didn't make it into the movie. I enjoyed some of those, man. They're, they're, they're. Everything from him beating people to death with a baseball bat 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that's not in there because yeah. that's not this type of movie. And yeah. it, 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 while it, it's, or, you know, him showing up at the end, cause there, there is a, a deleted scene, which is interesting. I have the digital edition, yeah. no deleted scenes in those extras. Why is that? I didn't, I didn't look. There aren't any. Well, that's turds. I know. Right. That being said, you can still find those deleted scenes using the internet. <laughs> yep. uh, but, there, you know, there is the, the, the biggest, most famous deleted scene is, you know, Joker does show up at the end during right. the final, um, yeah. you know, battle with Enchantress. Oh. Which, which doesn't, you know, he ends up throwing a grenade at her. Um, and rather than using the detonator, he throws a grenade. And he tries to convince, you know, Harley to come with him. She refuses because she said this is her new family. He's yeah, got a that, hat. Yeah, that's weird. He, he's got a hat. His face is burnt, you know, from the helicopter wreck. And, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, that should have been in there. That should have been in no, there. I don't there's a so. reason. Yeah, there's a reason why they are. They are called deleted scenes. And, and yeah. you know, and I love a good director's cut. I love a good extended cut. That being said, it, dude, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, I, I am the most unreasonable fanboy when it comes to Star Wars. You are. Yes. That being said, I have watched all the deleted scenes on those uh, on the Blu-ray editions of yeah. the original trilogy. Some of those I'm like, that would have been kind of cool to have that in there. Sure. And then others you're like, yes, there's a reason why that belonged on the cutting room floor. Yep. There was a reason why. Yeah. And that particular scene with Joker showing up to help, you know, quote unquote, well, quote unquote help. He wasn't, you know, his more, you know, selfish reasons would have just been stupid. Yeah. Because it didn't serve the narrative because I, I Harley would, doesn't I, even I, end up going with him and he just bails. And to yeah. see watch, watching Harley turn the Joker down, I would have a problem with that. Yeah. Now you could make an argument for it in, uh, in a, know. in a moment, in a, in a movie like that though. No, like not after what they built it up. Maybe two or three movies down the road. Like, yeah, give me not some after, more story. Not after the way she reacted when mm-hmm. she's sitting by herself in the rain, because she couldn't quite... What, what's very interesting about her character in that scene, we're talking about when uh, yeah. the helicopter gets shot down after the Joker is, uh, you know, rescued her from, right. the, from Task Force right. X. Now, the way that scene was originally shot was intended that Joker pushed Harley out on purpose, but they, they refigured it. He pushed her out to save her from being a part of the crash. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I so that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody who watches that understands it, but the way it was originally shot, he pushed her out maliciously. Hmm. Yeah. And they didn't like that. They're like, you know what? It's like they, their, their end result. I think this is Ryan. I think this is where a lot of people struggle with the way the Joker they got is this Joker in suicide squad is in love with Harley. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, it I, doesn't have to just yeah. be like the comic books where it is this insanely one-sided relationship where Harley will do anything for Mr. J, but Mr. J will do very, very little for Harley. I like having a Joker that is pretty much sociopathic and yeah. psychopathic yeah. with everything else. But when it comes to Harley, he will get real feisty if you mess yeah. with Harley. That, I, I like that about him. It brings, it, it brings him down a little bit. It brings him down to where you know that there can be... What is the end of... At the end of... Um, uh, it's the animated movie that I hated. 
just came out not too long ago. A oh, Killing Joke. Um, yeah. When he, when Batman and him are talking at the end of Killing Joke, that is one of the coolest conversations that they have together. Because they share a laugh. And they, they do. They actually share a laugh. Um, and it's such a humanizing moment for Joker that it really brings him as this character that you're always kind of uh, not, you're always looking at from a distance. You can finally feel something from them and to watch, uh, you know, watch them in the scene where he dives in after Harley, like, like him, like the struggle of like taking off the coat of like, ah, all right. Like, you know, he fall, he loves her and that should be, yes, I love that about it. Like it's, it's, it's a new story. It's a different telling. It's, it's something again, we haven't and, been able to see on yeah. played out on the big screen before. And when, cool. you know, she is, she is so confused because he shoves her out of the helicopter to save her. But in her mind, yeah. Is he trying to get rid of her? Is he trying to, he was, he was trying to get rid of her. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, to have her, uh, or to have him show up at the end and for her to, you That'd know, rebuff his advances doesn't fit no. with, anything else that we've seen and yeah and to your point the inevitable suicide squad 2 it's coming <laughs> trust me it is coming oh yeah for sure and yeah. uh yeah. you know this week it was announced you know uh sirens of gotham uh, i said Harley i was gonna yeah, yeah that was my next point for sure mm-hmm. like because yeah. david Iyer and margot robbie are teaming up and I, I don't know if that means like she's teamed up in the movie or are they teaming up as a co-producer um, oh no! They, no, they've said Harley Quinn will be a is a featured character. In oh this. well, for sure. Like yeah. that would be that would be silly. We, we we may even see our new Catwoman as well too. That would be rad. Yeah, I'm excited to see a new Catwoman. And I don't know what Poison Ivy. You could well, we I mean, if Ivy? you go, well, I mean, you could reuse Katana because uh, Katana was Katana. originally part of Batman and the Outsiders. Yeah, from back in the uh, you know early '90s. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you could, you know, you could reuse Katana. You got Harley, you've got, uh, you know, Catwoman. Uh, it would be an interesting way to introduce Batgirl uh, if you wanted to yep. bring her in. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be a great way to make, you know, Commissioner Gordon possibly a little bit of a bigger role. We know he'll be in Justice League, uh, but to make, you know, Commissioner Gordon maybe a little bit more fleshed out with, you know, so I, th- I think there's a lot of cool things. And, and this is, again, this is what I really like about how DC is doing this. It's where, you know, where Marvel specifically chose to do, you know, standalones with Iron Man and standalones yep. with Thor and standalones with Captain America and standalones with Ant-Man. Stand upcoming yeah. standalones with Spider-Man. And then we Black have Panther. our big group. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we have our big group pictures and then we go back to standalones. Sure. Uh, I like what DC's doing. It's like, you know what? We're not going to just rely on the standalones. We're going to have these, you know, we can do an ensemble type yeah. film and still have it be a very logical progression in the overall storyline. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I, like I mean, you know, it, it's, it's working so far. Like, you know what I mean? And well, yeah, I mean, despite in, what the haters the fa- say, it in is the face working. of the internet. You know, honestly, like yeah. it is working so far. It uh, is you working. You can't it's, deny that amount of money diving into. No, Man, Man of Steel was a, like was a big box office success. It enjoyed a little bit more success on home video. Yep. But still, it, it didn't lose money. Nope. It uh, did very well. Yep. Again, despite what the internet gets their diapers in a bunch over, they Dawn of Justice was the number five highest grossing film yeah. of 2016. Yeah. Deal with it, internet. Deal with it. <laughs> it passed up your precious little Deadpool, I'm sorry, to become the number five highest grossing film. Yeah. Okay. Suicide Squad, number seven. Yeah. Okay. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's great. I don't, I don't love yeah. it. Um, 
the uh, I'm excited to see what happens with the Gotham Gotham City Sirens um, thing. I'm I'm very excited to see what happens. Yeah, that. it'd be interesting to see if they you know if they tie it in with the Batman. Uh, yeah. That you know the early projections for that is something I want to say like 2018. I think is what they're shooting yeah. for. Ben Affleck directing, Ben Affleck starring, mm. and you know hey, hey. You know, hey man for for the cornball decisions of. <laughs> Acting choices that Mr. Affleck made, uh, you know, late 90s Geely reindeer games. You know what? The dude was screamers. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like he was also working at the same time. Like he has we have seen the growth. He has made a an actor at that. Yeah, he has made a 180. And, you know, not we're not just talking about poster child, honestly, because there are some actors that walk into the game and they nail it from the first day they've ever been on a TV show or commercial to the till the day that they retire. There are some people that can do that. And I kind of like the fact that like Ben Affleck, we've seen some. We had some really bad performances. Oh, there's been some stinkers, <laughs> and he's very, and you know, and the, the and the funny thing is, he is so self aware of it too. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He's extremely self aware, self deprecating about it, laughs at himself, yes. and just yes. And I and that's the mark of a guy that I would not. I don't mind giving my fifteen dollars to the movie theater. No, for. you know, no. I mean? I mean, you 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 look at what he's done. Uh, you know, Batman roll aside, uh, the town, Argo, yeah, uh, Hollywood Land. Uh, Gone Girl, Gone Girl. My goodness, just amazing work. Yeah, and dude's been, he's, dude's been killing it lately. Yeah, and so I, I, I think the Batman standalone is going to be in very good hands with him yeah. as as director and and starring. So being that is that this is, you mind if I switch gears? You're good. No, man. No, okay. dude, we don't need to keep talking Suicide Squad. I know. I, I, Suicide Squad, BVS, DC. I'm a big fan. Um, the well, this is Star Wars weekend. And no, no, we are going to bring it back to the Joker, though, because I posed a question to you this week. Oh, and we can definitely talk about it. Okay, that. yeah, because okay. it's going to bring us back into the comic, more comic book yeah. Joker as opposed to big screen Joker. Yeah. Well, we'll do you want to swim? We, yeah. can, we can circle. Well, yeah, well, we will circle, pal. Well, all right. Jiminy <laughs> Jillikers. Yeah, it is Star Wars. It is Star Wars weekend, man. It is Star Wars weekend. I... Oh. Beautiful. Well, I kind of brought this up to you at a bad time for you this morning, um, but I did. I did send along a message because I had found out about something in the Star Wars universe that I. This is brand new to me, and the movie oh, The yeah, Phantom Menace is, yeah. has been out for such a long time, and I Since just found out about this today. Yeah, yeah. I um yesterday just found out yeah, about I, it yesterday. Yeah. You and you're you're about a year behind on this theory too. Oh, I'm not that far behind. Okay. Well, in the scheme yeah. of when the movie came out to when I know about this theory, uh, okay, that's right. not too right. far behind for me. Okay, a year is a long time given that. Okay. I um I found out that Jar Jar Binks, the theory is that he was the intended um Sith Lord instead of uh Count Dooku to initial then eventually battle with Yoda. And throughout the the Phantom Menace, all those little accidents and screwing things up were on purpose. And he was he was hiding behind his clumsiness to fool everyone into thinking that he was just this goofball. And the theory, when lined up with footage, makes a ton of sense. Now, 
you're shaking your head and I know that no. you are the fanist of fans. Let me get all this no. out because you are yeah, about no, to go crazy and I just, no, no, I'm first. not. No, I, I, no, no, it's, it's, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds cute on paper, but uh, when I'm watching, when I'm I'll watching, realistic, footage, I'll reel us back into reality here, but that's all right. Man. All right. Go okay. for it. Dude. I, w- I want to hear your take on it. When I'm watching like the footage that, that kind of backs up the, what this guy's talking about, like when Jar Jar enters the, his city on Naboo, um, he is treated not as a bumbling idiot, but as a threat. He, when he um, handcuffed and led into the chambers, essentially, like the dude's not, it's not a kind reception. It's not like a, oh, goofball's back. You know, King wants to see you. Go, go talk to him. It's a holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Boss Nass, you've been making with this hissing, 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 hissing. Yeah. So anyway, so that's like kind of one example. Another example yeah. is he's fooling with stuff inside of one of the ships before the warp drive fails. R2-D2 catches him doing it, bumps him on the butt to get him moving on uh, to try to make him to try to let him know that he knows kind of what he's doing, what he's up to. The entire fight with the droids. Um, how he just clumsily kills almost every single droid on the battlefield through just happy accidents and, and being, you know, clumsy and oops, I, I let go of this, all these grenades. Look at that. Um, and then, uh, a couple of things of George Lucas actually had come out where George Lucas actually is quoted saying that Jar Jar is the key to all of this. And that is a quote from him. Now, I don't know how in context that is, but that's the quote that was delivered on the video on the YouTube video that I watched. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other things where, you know, if you took a look at when Yoda was first introduced in, um, was it empire or was it a new oh hope? Oh my goodness. Dude, the I'm, empire I'm strikes back. Empire. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when Yoda's first introduced in empire, uh-huh. Yoda is not looked at as a Jedi master, but he, I mean, that's why Luke seeks him out, but he is looked at as this old grouchy old man, essentially old creature um, who talks funny and hits Luke with a stick over and over again without really proving anything. The only time I got to write these points down so they can be taken apart. Here. Well, you can these watch the video and take it apart. I'm just kind of uh, I'm just giving you a hard video. time, dude. No, I'm um, gonna, no, I know I, I hear you, dude. Keep so going. there's so there's there's a lot of relationship between you know the goofball Jedi master you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the type of karate that they kind of mentioned with Jar Jar or the type of martial art that they commissioned, they, that they related Jar Jar with was drunken boxing. Oh, and so they kind of, that's how they built his, that's what they're saying. That's how they built his fighting style. So it looked clumsy. It looked on accident and kind of move forward from there. So I, um, I found it very fascinating and very interesting. I, I, I have to say this. I don't have much investment into this theory, but I found it, <laughs> I found it super fascinating. And if I look at the movie, The Phantom Menace, which is no secret of, of mine and, and you know I don't like at all. When I look at the movie with that on it, I'm kind of like, you know what? That makes, that makes a, a movie that I didn't like more interesting. And I have a positive reaction to kind of those theories and then, of course, like the theory is right that that George Lucas got so much backlash from Jar Jar, they got so much like hate from that that he made the Count Dooku storyline highlighted because of all the backlash that he got from Jar Jar. Um, but yeah, there's some. It's it's a I I can't remember who I'll I'll see if I can't post it, make sure I reference it because 
it's a cool little theory, and I think it's a very very interesting. That's my anyway. Go ahead. No, it it, <laughs> it is it is a very cool theory, absolutely. And I, you know, Ed, all the all the points that you made, uh, you know, uh, are are valid, and I can see that. You know, yeah. I I have. Uh, you know, I've watched Phantom Menace uh, several times. I think I saw it in the theater four times. Oh wow! When it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I dropped something. Yeah, I saw it in the theater four times when it came out. So owned it on VHS. A uh, little trivia note too, by the way. It was the first Star Wars movie to be available on DVD. By the way, was the Phantom Menace. Well, there you go. Yeah. Just well, to be clear, mm-hmm. I am not trying to go toe to toe. No. With you no. And we're, no, we're not going to go toe to toe on this. <laughs> well, because uh, there's no toe to toe. It's it's uh, you stomp on my face and then that's No, kind of, no, 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 well, no. In Star no. Wars knowledge, man, like you're you are the king of Star Wars trivia and knowledge and like what goes down. I'm just like I'm just I just want to throw this out there. That's all. It, it's a there. it's a well, thank you. You're going to make me blush. It is a <laughs> it is a sound theory. So let let's start with let's break this down. This is good. Okay, so let's start with Jar Jar trying to pull a fast one on everyone okay okay so uh i'm i'm going to say no all right jar jar is not trying to pull a fast one on everyone uh here here's here's my breakdown of jar jar and you started to see it happen in return of the jedi okay so if you go back to the original trilogy new hope empire strikes back which would be episode four ryan the introduction of yoda Mm -hmm. uh and then you have return of the jedi okay Uh, a new hope, you know, filmed on a shoestring budget, uh, doesn't really look like it, uh, still holds up extremely well today. Uh, you can watch that in high definition and yeah, you can, you know, you can pick at all the nits in it. That being said, it holds up better than say a movie like total recall when it comes to special effects. Okay. Empire strikes back, uh, very dark in tone, very dark in nature as it should be. It's the second act of a storyline. But then when we get to return of the Jedi, there was something that was very interesting that was supposed to happen. And believe me, this is going to circle around back to Jar Jar. So don't worry. There was something very interesting. There was something very interesting that was, that was supposed to take place in return of the Jedi that did not happen. And that was the battle of Endor was actually the battle of Kashyyyk. And it would have been Wookiees, not Ewoks. Okay. Lucas decided to go with Ewoks because he is on record by as saying those will sell more. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right. There you go. Hey, I grew up as a kid with star Wars. I had star Wars toys. Okay. So for all the millennials, okay. Who run around like, Oh, it's all about the toys. Eat my boogers. Okay. You weren't even, (laughs) you weren't even a, a twinkle in your pappy's eye. All right. I am proud to say, and this is where I'm going to get crotchety, get off my yard. I am proud to say <laughs> I have seen every Star Wars movie first run theatrical. Okay. Every one. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. 1977, 1981, 1985, 1999, 2002, 2005, 2015, and now 2016. Mm. I've seen them all. First run, special editions included. If okay? I had a if I had a clap track, I would be playing that right now. Just so I, I hey, when it comes to Star Wars, I I know my stuff. Okay, so re- so Return of the Jedi was supposed to be Wookies, and they decided to go with Ewoks because they're going to be cuter. They could sell more. Right. It is what it is. So we uh, we circled to the Phantom Menace. Well, how do we repeat that? Okay, how do we repeat cuteness 
And who is our comic relief? Yeah. Because comic relief was always C-3PO. Yeah. Okay. R2-D2 to an extent. But who gets the biggest laughs in, in, like, the, in, in like the darkest points in those stories? Well, C-3PO, he's... Well, he's, you know, he can he's, actually vocalize, you know, some yeah. things. He's a little self-deprecating or he's a little worried mm-hmm. wart. Yeah. You know. Oh, my. You know. <laughs> yeah. So Jar Jar Binks comes along. And uh, George Lucas creates his character, Jar Jar Binks. His child comes up with the name Jar Jar. Yeah. Okay. His child. Okay. Coming up with the name of a Sith Lord called Jar Jar. Well. Now, that may not have been his Sith name, right? Yeah. Because we know Palpatine's Sith name is not Palpatine. It's Sidious, right? Right. Yeah. Anakin's is Vader. Dooku's is Tyrannus, right? So, I mean, we know that the Sith names are not always So, Lucas's kid came up with the Jar Jar. Came name. up with the name Jar Jar, right? I, you know what? I, I'm I, still... It hasn't swayed me, though. No, and it, and it shouldn't. I mean, okay. it, it's a great theory. I mean, ultimately, what I'm, what I'm wanting to say is Jar Jar was exactly who he was intended to be in The Phantom Menace, and that was an idiot. And he was there to generate laughs and to generate toy sales. And it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Now there, he could have been the key think, to toy sales. Maybe that's what he was talking about. May, George Lucas has said a lot. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars fans, Uber fans like myself, we will always sit at the feet of George Lucas, but George Lucas has said a lot. And towards the end of his ownership with Star Wars, I yeah. really believe he started to hate Star Wars. Maybe so. And that's okay. And that's okay. He sold it to the right people. And Disney's doing a very, very good job with it. It's in the right hands. But I think Jar Jar was exactly who he was intended to be in The Phantom Menace. And and I think it's, it's stretching it out to try to find this theory that he's just being clumsy and stupid to kind of mask who he is. Now, he does say when they go to Gungan City that he did do something bad. And it's very vague. They do put him in handcuffs. Yeah. I, I can see a little bit of a connection there. Now, when he's in uh, Padme's ship and he's kind of fussing around with things, I think it's because he's a ding dong. He doesn't, he is out of his element. He doesn't know what he's doing. And or we know that R2-D2 is, uh, you know, a highly intelligent droid. Yeah, absolutely. And his bumping into him probably could have been nothing more than put that down before you break it. You buffoon. Yeah. Like yeah. you buffoon, put that down. Like, what are you doing? Put it down before you break it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, George, you know, found himself this. Now this is just my opinion. This is where I don't think this theory holds water. George found himself in a very precarious, but even though the Phantom Menace did very well box office, even my first run seeing it, yeah. I enjoyed it because it was star Wars. But at the end I was like, Hmm, you know, hmm. hmm, some something was missing. We get to episode uh, two, which would you know, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Now, Dooku is a character. Now, when you go through like the stacks and stacks and stacks of just drafts of Lucas writing this and writing that, Dooku's name does come up. Yeah. There is a Dooku that flows around that floats around in there. Now, introducing Count Dooku to get rid of Jar Jar Binks because Jar because of the negative reception that Jar Jar had. I just I don't think that that holds water either. I think it it's it's it was it's a former Jedi. Dooku was just merely a tool. He was a stopgap. 
Sidious knew that he was not going to be uh, the, the long-term answer. We already know that Sidious had had his eye on Anakin mm-hmm. long before yeah. Tyrannus ever came around. Yeah. You, can, you can even make the theory long before Maul ever showed up. Maul okay. was not the perfect apprentice either. Maul was just pure rage. There right. was no yeah. tactical with Maul. It was yeah. all rage. With Dooku, it was you know, this kind of noble you know, elegant kind of throwback style, but he was a stopgap. He, he was, he wasn't as powerful as Anakin uh, was going to be really, you know, was he even more powerful than Yoda more powerful than Mace? Probably not. Right. Yeah. So Dooku was sort of this fill in gap. Now it, it could be that maybe, you know, in the process between episodes one and two, Dooku just kind of, you know, came out of thin air. I don't believe he did because like I said, you've, you've seen the name Dooku kind of bandied about here and there. Jar Jar still plays a pretty critical role in episode two. He's the one, well, actually Sidious, you know, does some Jedi mind tricks on him into nominating him as Supreme Chancellor, you know, and setting aside all, all law, you know, essentially Caesar, right? right? Giving all power to Caesar. Yeah. It was Jar Jar who introduced that. Right. Yeah. That's okay. what, and that's one of the biggest, the- that's one of the bigger yeah. theories of, of him. And so, yeah. And, and I can see where somebody's like, well, see, he was more powerful than Sidious. No, no, I'm sorry. No, we're giving too much credit to the fool. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're it's giving a, too much credit be, to the it's fool. an interesting theory. Yeah, it is. And so, but, but then some people said, well, why is there such a drastic change? You know, he's very, he's bumbling, he's stumbling. Well, we, there, there's a 10 year gap between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Obviously, Anakin isn't the same person. Obi-Wan isn't the same. Obi-Wan was very brash, very sarcastic in the Phantom Menace. Right. When you get to Attack of the Clones, he's a full on Jedi master. He's more reserved. He's patient. He's, his powers are continuing to grow and get right. stronger and get better. Who's to say that Jar Jar just didn't grow up? Yeah. Right? That he just didn't mature. That's true. And became a senator. He just matured. Got That's older. 10 years. That's, That's a 10 long years, time. Right? Uh, and then I think he is only seen in episode three when Anakin returns to discover that Padme is pregnant. He is a part of Padme's like little entourage. Yeah. But I don't believe he has a speaking role. You just see him and he mm. walks off with the entourage. And then that's the last you see of Jar Jar Binks. He is never mentioned again. Yeah. It's a, going to be a safe bet. He probably won't be. Okay. Now, the connection that people try to make with Yoda, okay, that, you know, Yoda, you know, acted kind of the fool. Okay. There's a, there's a couple of things that I think result in Yoda acting the way he did. How many Jedi were left when we get to the empire strikes back? Well, Anakin killed them all. <laughs> like, one, like Anakin, one. Anakin murdered okay. all those young, ones, right? So one Yoda, that's it. He's the last Luke hadn't even started training yet. Right. And Obi-Wan was dead. Now you could say, well, Vader, nope, Vader, not a Jedi anymore, right? Sith Lord. The right, Emperor. Yeah, yeah, the dark side, kind of the dark side, yeah. the light side of the force uh, here. Yeah, yeah, the Emperor, nope. As far as we know, never a Jedi, always a Sith Lord, yeah. right? The balance was never them. 
Now th- there are force sensitives, right? The the emperor, if you if you pay very close attention, Return of the Jedi, the emperor has kind of like these weird old dudes who follow him around. Right. You see them very briefly. They're called dark side adepts or dark lord priests. Okay. They're they're people who are sensitive to the force, but they don't have the ability to master it and control it like a Jedi or a Sith Lord. When you see uh, Rogue One, you'll see kind of the opposite light side of that with a group of people who are called the Guardians of the Wills, where they were force sensitive. They were able to kind of become one with the force and more like let the force control them as opposed to like a Jedi or a Sith using the force for like, you know, whatever they wanted to do it for. Yeah. There's an interesting thing that you need to take note of when you watch the prequels. When uh, Sidious gives order number 66, order 66, right? Okay. And the Jedi start dying. Right. Uh, the clone troopers turn on them, right? right? right very, right. very emotional scene, right? Because, I mean, these were troopers that these Jedi had fought side by side with for several years. Yeah. And they turn on them. It's a, it's a very it's a very heartbreaking scene because there's a couple of the Jedi that turn around, they look, and they have this look on their face like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, we've, 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 fought together and we've seen our you know our, our friends die and yeah. this this is this is how it ends as they're dying you see it openly affect yoda he drops his cane and clutches at his heart right yeah yoda is the most powerful jedi yeah. mace windu would have been right up there with him but it was it was yoda all the time every time every day all day right yeah. it was yoda yeah he had this insane connection with every Jedi. Yep. Every Jedi was influenced and inspired by Yoda in some way. So when these Jedi start dying, he immediately feels it. And right. you know, like I said, he clutches at his heart and he, he shrinks down. So which leads me to believe that Jedi feed off of each other, that the more you have, the stronger the light side is. And that is very True. evident in The Force Awakens, right? When Snoke says there has been an awakening, right? That's what they're afraid of is the light side reawakening because right. it cr- starts to create this network, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So by the time we get to The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda's the last, last one left and he willfully became a hermit, willfully separated himself from every other Jedi. Now, Obi-Wan and Yoda knew that there were still Jedi out there, and that's part of, you know, what happens in Rebels, which is continuity, right? In the animated series Rebels, that is continuity. There are Jedis that show up in there, but they are hunted by Vader. So all the Jedi don't die in Revenge of the Sith. It takes a while to track them all down. Right. But by the time we get to A New Hope, there's only two left. Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yep. So you got to imagine when Obi-Wan dies, Yoda has no more connection. And he's been by himself. He yeah. probably would be a little crazy sauce. Well, he's, he's like 900 years old too, man. Like, yeah, there's gotta be some sort of like little creature Alzheimer's that he's yeah, going some through. senility in there. Like, and yeah, it, he's almost startled when Ben speaks to him. When you catch that, mm-hmm. when the, right. I mean, he's like, you know, was I any younger or, you know, was I any wiser? And the, you know, kind of Yoda has that. Oh yeah. I forgot. I forgot. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's a fair yeah. connection to say it's like, well, you know, Yoda kind of acted the fool. And I think there was also a testing there of Luke's anger. And, you know, Yoda probably knew who he was. I don't think it's to say that he didn't. Yeah. But Yoda was also probably a little crazy. And yeah. 
Luke coming to him and Luke being a huge carrier of the light side helped reestablish that, that connection between the two. Because when Yoda dies yeah. in Return of the Jedi, what does Luke, Luke tell Obi-Wan? I'm it. Yeah. I'm it. Yeah. So he starts to feel it. I'm the only one. You know, and Obi-Wan says, you know, Yoda and I will always be with you. Well, they will be with you oh. it, it, through the Force, sure. but they, they can't give you that same strength that right. they could. Th- that's my theory. Now, I, there could be a Star Wars fan right now who's listening to this, and they could just blow it full of holes. And, you know, and that's fine. I would love to hear a counterpoint to that. Yeah. I really would. I feel that that theory holds a lot of water. Yeah. As, as to why Yoda was the way he was sure. based on how we see him react, especially in Revenge of the Sith, when the Jedi are dying and he just he, no one has to tell him he just knows. Yeah. And so he just starts something... to kind of lose it over time. And well, it makes, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it obviously it makes a lot of sense. But um, yeah, man. But yeah, the, the the Jar Jar Sith Lord thing, dude, it, it is an interesting theory to read. Yeah, um, super, super fascinating to, to I take just, a look I at. I think it's, you know, um, dude, there have been so many Star Wars theories just like throughout yeah. the decades, man, yeah. the decades. And, you know, dude, I remember there being, you know, uh, like, you know, when you find out that, you know, like Luke and Leia are brothers and, you know, people were like, and Obi-Wan was, you know like their uncle, you're going to find out in the prequels that Obi-Wan is their uncle. And it's like, what? <laughs> just wild theories, you know, yeah. uh, and you find out it's like, no, nobody was right on that. Uh, I just think Jar Jar was fully in what, what he was is what was intended to be. And fans did not take to it. I don't think George, and here's an interesting thing too. Um, if you've got the, the DVD or Blu-ray of Phantom Menace, it may be on the digital version. I'm not sure, but it definitely, if you have the DVD or Blu-ray, it has the director's commentary. Okay. Very interesting to hear George talk about the Phantom Menace as you're watching it. He says something very, very self-aware with about 30 minutes left in the movie. And I'm paraphrasing him, yeah, but he okay. says something along the lines of, I feel like I tried to do too much in this movie. Hmm. You're right. He did. Yeah. It's the longest of all the Star Wars movies is the Phantom Menace. It's, I mean, there's, you, it's a jam pack full of stuff. I mean, you're trying to, there's, yeah, you're trying to, build, and I, and I understand the, the, I think I understand the theme of the movie more than I really mm-hmm. like watching the movie. I get the theme of it and why that stuff is in there. Like pod racing, for instance, like why the pod oh, racing. Th- that's scene an happens. amazing scene. That's an amazing you know, scene. I love that. You know, and, and like, I think it has it's aged. Like why those things happen. It's because yeah. you set up this, you set up the character of Anakin and mm-hmm. there's a, there's a long story to Anakin and, and where, yeah, he, and, I, and where he ended up. And I never had a problem with him being presented as a child in the first one. Sure. It never really bothered me. Now, you know, how could I improve Phantom Menace if I was given the opportunity to do so? It, it could very easily be done through just simply basic editing. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it would just be cutting out sound. And so, for example, <laughs> uh, why do we why do I need to hear Jar Jar go as he dives into the water? Why couldn't we just have him dive into the water? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anakin in the pod racing scene is in control and doesn't say a word. Right. 
his engine blows out, he just immediately just starts in, right? The force, he is one with the force and the force is with him. That's a line from Rogue One. Very cool. But he is one with the force in that pod race, right? His engines blow out and he's just like, he's on it. He never gets rattled. He never gets nervous. He's on it. We get to the space battle scene and all of a sudden he becomes a chatty Cathy. I'll try spinning. That's a neat trick. What does this do? Pew, pew, pew. It shoots lasers. It would have been so much better if he just got in that Naboo fighter and just flown it. And just, I mean, you can make the comments flown of it. like, this feels just like pod racing. Like, you that's can, fine. You can, you can make that's those fine. parallels in dialogue yeah. and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, but like having the outro sandwich of yeah, just screaming yeah. into and essentially screaming his dialogue. The entire yeah. time, too. Whoa! <laughs> as he does a barrel roll. Like, you uh, know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't do that when he barrel rolled in his pod. Right, yeah. Right. Such a, such so, a, such a, almost like a, two different characters. Yeah. So I think a lot of stuff like that is easily fixed by just basic editing. He, he just doesn't say anything. It, it makes Anakin a more credible Jedi to be apprentice that at 10 years old leads a fighter squadron in space. Doesn't get rattled by it. Right. Defeats the, the trade Federation, uh, ship shield ship. Right. And then the next time you see him, he's got the Padawan braid and he's in the full outfit that stuff like that goes a long way. And then of course, you know, you'd be a, a dunderhead to say, cut out, you know, Jar Jar stepping in poop. Uh, Jar Jar getting his head stuck in the in the um, the electrical bands. Well, it felt like uh, it was just easy. Like that stuff was thrown in there just to try to get for the kid appeal. And, and that and that's exactly and and that that's the point of Jar Jar. But that's like, exactly what it was. It wasn't there to to hide like oh this guy is inherently evil. He's a Sith Lord. No, it was there for you know for people to. Laugh at it'd it'd be like you know when we talked about Batman and Robin, like you know if you know Watto and the gang got knocked over and it and it's bowling pin sounds when they get yeah right yeah Uh, that that's what you know in the the animal uh, farting you know and then Jar Jar going Piusa you know and just stuff like that you cut out several pieces of that and it, it it does become a better film now I believe the Phantom Menace has aged pretty well over the years. And you and I were talking about this the other night. That being said, now rogue one doesn't count because that's, that's like part of the story, but not part of the overall, like Skywalker storyline. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's, it's an addition to what's it's more story. It's more story. Yeah. It's just when we're talking, when we're talking about the seven major stories in the star Wars universe, right? Yeah. The Phantom Menace comes in at number seven. Yeah. For me, it just does. It come. It it is still the the weakest of the seven, mm-hmm. though. Still has arguably the best lightsaber duel. Yeah, and I love that the, the end. I could watch the end yeah. of lightsaber duel. Yeah, the uh, music, I, I, the scoring that it's it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, the whole thing's great. Though I will say that uh, I, I would probably put the Anakin Obi Wan Revenge of the Sith, which I know a lot of people gave that flack. I love that movie. The emo, you know, I, Hayden Christensen's another one that you know, took a lot of flack. You're only as good as the director who's telling you what to do. And Harrison Ford yeah. has gone on record when talking about A New Hope yeah. that George Lucas is a great storyteller. He's a great writer. 
He has a great vision for uh, for uh, special effects. Has a yeah. great ear for sound. Yeah. Okay. He does not know how to direct people, and oftentimes he would just look at Harrison Ford on A New Hope and just say, "Well, the words are right there on the page." He's like, "But yeah, how do you want me to say them?" Well, the words are right there. Yeah, I wrote, well, it, I wrote it out for you. Yeah, say it like Han would. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, how do you? What What does Han sound like? Yeah, and I and, think and, you know, know, and Hayden does get a lot of flack for it, and I, you know, and I'm. I haven't really he, gone he's very, the he's, catalog of Hayden Christensen movies, to be honest with you, to compare. Well, it's a th- it's thin, to say the least. There's I, not I, a whole I lot to choose from. I don't think he, you know, it it gets to the point where it's just like, okay, is this is this only bad directing, or is this just an actor who also can't like figure well, it out either? You know what you I mean? Know, well, I'm I'm not I'm not saying we're going to confuse uh, Hayden Christensen with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, Hayden would not have carried the Revenant quite as well as Leo did. All right, can you imagine Hayden getting mauled by? Have you seen the Revenant, by the way? I Brilliant have. movie. It's great. Brilliant movie. Great. So anyway, uh, I I think you know, we by the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, I think Hayden has improved as an actor. That being said, now I'm probably going to get a lot of hate over that, and that's okay. I will take it because I love you. I feel that their lightsaber duel, Anakin and Obi Wan's, was so good. And if you watch the special features, yeah. and, I, and I tell everyone, if you, if you don't like that lightsaber duel, pop in your DVD, pop in your Blu-ray, whatever format you've got it on, watch the special features for that lightsaber duel. Yeah. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were so committed to that duel because that is where the brothers separate. Yep. That is where the line is. That is when Vader is born. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Vader, now he'd already become Vader, right? He'd already been anointed Lord Vader before then. But that is fully when Anakin became. I'm not just talking about getting burned. Okay. Well, that's that when is he when, lost most everything. That's when he lost everything else. Absolutely. And I get chills talking about it. That is the birth of Vader. Yeah, Anakin, man. in Obi-Wan's words, Anakin ceased to exist and Vader yeah, took over. Vader started. Yeah. They were so committed to that scene yeah. that the the sticks that they would use uh, that substituted for lightsabers. Yeah, they were cracking and breaking them. Wow, because they were hitting so hard. That's awesome. And and Lucas, you know, kind of was like, you know, you guys can kind of dial it back. And they're like, we no cannot way, dial man. this back. We cannot dial this back. So when so I challenge anybody who says, well, John, uh, you know, the duel of the fates and. Phantom Menace is much better. Go watch the special features of Revenge of the Sith and then watch that lightsaber duel. And those two, the emotion that they roll, and there is a lot of, you know, kind of flash and sizzle with the blades, but it's also two guys trying to one up each other. And so and I not think, only and is I it, think there's a there's hesitation in those fights too. I you know you yep. see you see them want to take over one another. You see them want to defeat one yes. another, and then they realize, well, to defeat this person, I have to. I'm going to have to kill them. I have to kill yeah. them, and then it's and, like and Anakin's not at that point yet. Yeah, Anakin's not at that point yet as Vader. He's almost there, right. and Obi Wan knows that he has to, but he's not there, and right. Obi Wan still ultimately failed. Because yeah. he left Anakin there. Yeah. And then just, you know, assumed, was he just going to die or whatever? I, and I mean, he so, couldn't strike the killing blow. And I think, oh, he, yeah. I th- you know, just walk away. I, th- I think he probably just left him for dead at that point. I mean, he was and, passed and out a, right next to a lava run. So, yeah. And, you know, when, when he catches fire and he just, he goes up in this ball of flame, 
And the when you look at the emotion on Ewan McGregor's oh, face, yeah, you know, 100%. it is heartbreaking, yeah. right? And he, and he says, you know, you were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to be, you know, bring the light, bring but the instead you let us force. bring balance to the force. But instead you brought darkness. And he, and he tells me, he says, I loved you like a brother. And then Anakin can only answer with this, like, pained, I hate you. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a powerful scene. Oh, yeah, and even after Obi-Wan leaves, Anakin's hatred is, is still the only thing keeping him alive and just crawling through those, you know, burnt cinders and... Revenge of the Sith is a great Star Wars movie, and I feel of all the prequels, that one has, I think, aged the best. Yeah. Despite the no at the end, I don't, I don't argue with the no at the end because yeah. he gave up everything, and Sidious lies to him and oh, tells yeah. him, oh, I'm afraid, you know, you killed her, Lord Vader. You know, yeah. no. He's lied to. He's been deceived. Yeah. Everything that he thought he was going to fix. Right. Dude, I went off on a tangent there. We went from Jar Jar to my full breakdown of Anakin. Probably because I just saw Rogue One today. But well, dude, it makes, that, that's I mean, how that's it, the thing, though, man. Hey, it's Star Wars weekend. So, um, yeah. And that's how I defend the prequels. And, and I will say this. I will say this, that they, they don't have the same charm and wit as the original. They just don't. Yeah. They do have their issues. They do have their yeah. flaws. Though for Ryan, and you know this, for a number of Star Wars fans, that was their Star Wars. That's how they got introduced to it. Right. And so for me, my Star Wars is four, five, and six. Yeah. For my little man, his Star Wars is Force Awakens. Yeah. That's where his Star Wars Good begins, start, right? Though. Good start. <laughs> yeah, and Force Awakens is is fan flipping tastic. I love yeah. that movie. I love it. Yeah. The prequels, like, you know, I am the uber apologist when it comes to the prequels. I will yes. defend them, but I I am not afraid to say they are without their holes. And I will say that Rogue One, while not, no spoilers, but while Rogue One technically is not a prequel, it, it kind of is, but it's not. Kind of shows you how, how right? kind of shows you how a prequel could have been done. Mm -hmm. That's all I'll say. But yeah, anyway, dude. Yeah. Star Wars weekend, man. Go see Rogue One. I know you're going to see it here in a couple of days. You're yes. going to love it. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Star Wars is meant to be seen on the big screen. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward always, to it. Always. Yeah. Always. And Disney, um, God bless those guys. They are just... <laughs> Man, they gotta. They gotta feel like they they stole that property, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, they, they uh, yeah, with Marvel and Star Wars both underneath that same house. Oh man, um, just along with money, along with like Pixar relationship, and then of course the entire Disney catalog for fifty years. Yeah, right? I don't. They're the gold mine that is Disney at this point. Like I, you know, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's all it is. It's just ridiculous at this point. Um, very good. Uh, the, I'm sorry, man. I, I went long there on the Star Wars stuff, dude. I'm sorry. No, man. I don't. I don't Reasonables. Mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're comic book based, but hey, we hey Star we can Wars find an excuse in the comic books. Star Wars Come has on. a great comic book line. I have I have one Marvel of the posters. Right I have a poster of it right over here in the on the side here. Nice, dude. Yes, yeah. Star Wars has a great comic book line right now with Marvel. That it's, is very it has very a good. ton of novels. Has a ton of novellas. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, Star, the Star one. Wars universe is huge. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, any any comic book uh, podcast worth its salt will have a Star Wars 
flavor at some point. Oh yeah, come on. It's just it's part of the it's just that's price of admission right there. And I'm okay with that. Um you asked me a question earlier before we Yeah, let's yeah, let's up. finish it on this one, man. I think this is a good question to ask not only ourselves but our listeners as well too because yeah. I would love to hear from our reasonableists their theory on this. We um so you asked me do you just want to ask me? I'll let you ask because you came up with the question. Yeah. So I'd rather you just ask. Well, it, you know, it's a question that I have uh, come across in 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 different uh, you know comic book forms and things like that. And I think it's a very interesting question to ask. And the question that I asked you is: Is the Joker a metahuman? Now we're talking comic book Joker, not not big screen Joker, not big screen okay. Joker. No, because okay. because in the DC world, we we only have three films that deal with metahumans. OK, so you can't use the Heath Ledger Joker. You can't use the Jack Nicholson Joker because those don't those right. don't we're not dealing now. in metahuman there. No, no. And I guess maybe you could you could throw in some animated stuff, uh, but predominantly comics is the Joker a metahuman. Now, I, I have a good theory. It doesn't it doesn't hold all the water uh, in in. But. I wanted to hear what what you think. Whenever, should, should we yeah. ex- well, well? Should we explain first? I mean, a metahuman in the uh, apologies if if you guys already know what a metahuman is. Sure. We do get Asterisk. new listeners; okay. they may not know, right? In the Marvel world, you have mutants, right? There are people who are born with powers. Yep. Uh, DC has a little bit of a different spin. Uh, Valiant kind of uses this metahuman thing as well, too. Yeah. But a metahuman is someone who has latent within them certain abilities that will be triggered by a a cataclysmic event. Right. Okay. Whereas so say, not Superman. That's gotta be clear. Superman would not be a metahuman. Not a metahuman. No. I think that's alien. obvious, but I'm just maybe yeah. pointing out Mar- the Martian Manhunter would Martian not be Manhunter, a metahuman. Not a metahuman. Uh cyborg would not be a metahuman. Well, maybe because he's got alien technology, but by the strictest definition, yeah. cyborg would not be Wonder Woman a also metahuman. not a metahuman. Wonder Woman not. Uh Aquaman not. Right. Uh Green Lantern would not be. Okay. In the DC world, you're looking at people like the Flash. The Flash is okay. a perfect Flash example is a of metahuman. Perfect example, right? Um and, and we we could list others as well, too. Uh, so where in the example of Barry Allen or pick your flash, whichever one you want to necessarily go with, uh, the, the, the chemicals, the lightning and all that, when those hit him, they gave him the speed force where with others, it might kill them or it happens to them. They survive and nothing happens. Right. Um, they just survive. Right. There was something within Barry Allen's genetic makeup that was just waiting for some sort of waiting for the spark. Waiting for the spark and it wakes it up right. and you get a metahuman. Yeah. Okay. So we know the Joker's origin is the chemical bath and somewhat cataclysmic. Yeah. Right. It would, would kill a lot of people. So the question is, Ryan, do you think the Joker potentially could be a metahuman? I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very generous though. And so, yeah, I, I'm probably, I'm probably going to be a little bit as well. Too, I'm very generous I, when it comes to these kind of stuff. Cause I, I mean, I could argue, I was arguing, you know, a few episodes ago that Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange before his interactions with, you know, the, the, the ancient one that he had something different inside of him that yes. would allow him to be such a great surgeon. Um, and I disagreed. And I, I took it. Right. I took a different viewpoint. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think even in this point, I think with the Joker, as it goes, yeah, I think I think uh, I think it woke up. I think it woke up something. Now, in terms of what that was, 
you know, I think uh, we've got a little bit of enhanced intelligence. We've got enhanced, um, some enhanced strength. Um, but in, in, in like big picture terms, like he doesn't have, you know, he's not, he doesn't have like powers in that sense. Um, no, but he's not flying. He's he, not flying. He's, he's not shooting he's lasers not get out into of his a, head of his fake no. teeth that Batman keeps knocking yeah. out. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get into a fist fight with Superman. But and, I think there is some, I think there is enhancements that he was enhanced by that, by that experience, whether that was, but that was the question, right? Was it, was it the chemicals that altered his DNA that did that to him or was, did it wake up something that was dormant? And I think, is that kind of more or less the question that you're asking? Yeah, that's more or less the question was, was something already there? Yeah, that's a tough one. I I probably, you know what my gut tells me to side with the chemical enhancement, not the waking up of of dormant um, abilities. Yeah, I I would say that if you were to kind of venture down this road, and you and I aren't the first ones Mm -hmm. who have, there's quite a bit of stuff out there. Um, And I think it's something that's always fun to, to kind of revisit. One of the things that kind of leans me towards him being a metahuman okay. is uh, at this point, he should be an absolute cripple. Batman has beat on this man yeah. viciously, right? As have others. Yeah. Right? I mean, Batman's not the only one who's beaten up the Joker. Oh, no. There, you know, right? Um, He's, he is the punching bag when it comes to... Batman has broken his ribs, his legs, his arms. Oh, yeah. He's caused internal bleeding. Uh, in the New 52, he's cut off his own face. Not Batman, but the Joker cut off. <laughs> Batman cut off his face and put it on the Joker. No. Uh, the so, Joker cut the off best, his own... It's the best yeah. change up to face off you've ever seen. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, was, I want to take his face off. Uh, you know, he cuts his, yeah, he cuts his own face off, right. uh, which would probably maybe not kill most people, but at least put you into shock. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Going through walking, that. Really walking away from that one. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, if you were to, if you were to say, you know, is he a metahuman? I think there's enough there that makes me want to say yes, but like mild, like what, what did he get in return? Yeah. From, from his chemical bath. Yeah. I would say potentially a healing factor that is not Wolverine level, right? Like but a numbing of the a numbing of the nerves almost. Numbing of the nerves that he does heal cuz like I said dude, the Joker should be I mean I'm not trying to be crass, should be a cripple. I mean mm-hmm. he should be in a wheelchair or dead. Well, he should be dead. I mean, let's get real. I mean like, I mean Batman has beaten on this man like he's a piñata. Yeah. I mean just, you know, Deservedly so. Uh, yeah. But I and mean, yeah, so, but I'm with you. Like he should be, he should not be walking around, you know, next week. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't so, know if that's meta though. I don't know if that's, I, that's the thing. Or that's the chemicals a, gave or it. Just like the sort chemical. of like a daredevil. Like daredevil. Yeah. Like, like a daredevil. The, the like, chemicals. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit like a daredevil. That's a really good, that's a really good point. Yeah. So I, I, you know, so I guess the question is, you know, maybe refining that does, does the Joker have superpowers? And I would, there's a part of me that wants to say yes, while nowhere near on par with, uh, you know, cause we know Batman doesn't right. And we know green arrow doesn't. Right. Yeah. But, but not on par with anyone like flash or Diana or our Arthur, you know, Aquaman, Kal-El, obviously Martian Manhunter, any of those people. But there's got to be something going on there that allows him to take a whipping 
and disappear for a while and come back looking really no worse for wear. Hmm. Ready to take on more. Yeah. So it's, I, I guess I'm just kind of saying for it's never being confronted. I mean, honestly, like in comic book writing, like the metahuman of the Joker has never really been addressed in that medium. I, not to my knowledge. And I haven't it seen hasn't. it. Well, let me say I haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it hasn't Neither been. I. I haven't been. I haven't seen it. I, I haven't either. I think at this point. And if we're wrong, if we're wrong, reasonableness, please correct us. Oh, somewhere. by all means. We would we love to a, know. We have a Facebook now. Um, yeah. Give us give us issue number and everything because I, I would love there. to dig into that. The I feel like it should have been if it was a metahuman like rehealing factor, I feel like that would have been at least like there's, there's a line of dialogue somewhere that's got to say something to that effect. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just the, and I don't know, this is going to sound kind of bad. Not, it's not bad writing, but it's just the artist's interpretation of every time the Joker is around the Joker is in his purple suit and he is wearing his nice green crocodile shoes. And he is because that's just the Joker. Like that's just the image of the Joker at that point. It's not that he goes and heals and actually performs like a meta human process. It's just the writing of that's just the Joker. And I, I okay. I'm, I'm, and I'm, 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 and, and you just, you, you just take it at, yeah. and you just take it at face value. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's where I'm thinking. Okay. It seems. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Thin, but um, you know, that is what it is. Yeah, and you know, and of course, I mean, we, we are. We are more. <laughs> Wanted yeah, to be a more. Yeah. I wanted to be a deeper story, but yeah. You know, or is it just you know his insanity is what just continues to drive him to just you know get beat endlessly? You know, because I mean, again, I mean, it's not just Batman who's dished out beatings to him. I mean, Catwoman's done yeah. it. Batgirl's done it. I mean, I think Harley, a, has, I think Harley I Quinn has done it. She's, she's beat on him in the comic yeah. books, you know? And, and I want to say, I do remember something about the chemicals numbing him. I thought, yeah. I thought and that, that yeah. was some canon at some point. I just can't remember. And, you know, and that could be, it. that could be to where, you know, he just doesn't feel the pain or, I mean, is, but is, on, the, on the converse side, was it something that he got enhanced for and he can take a bigger beating because, he got pumped up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I just think it's an interesting question or it could just be, you know, we accept the Joker at, at face value and Joker's just the Joker. Yeah. Because I mean, I think once you start like taking every, uh, non super powered villain, yeah. uh, whether, you know, no matter what comic book company you're, right. you're swimming around with and you start trying to find a meta human, uh, reason yeah. for their existence, it, 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 starts becoming I guess what's what's what I'm looking for uh the the uniqueness <laughs> convoluted yeah and the the uniqueness of it starts to you know yeah. fade away because I think some of the appeal is is you know for some of these superheroes who have superpowers right when they take on a villain who doesn't it becomes much more interesting to see how that villain over or is able to compensate yeah. for the lack of whether it's like strength. Let's or go with Lex and Super. To, Lex and Superman. Right. I mean, that's a perfect yeah. example of how. And I'm going to just go comic book here because Batman versus Superman, Lex. Um. Anyway, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> very very different take on Lex Luthor. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um. The uh. But anyway, but yeah, but he. I mean, he has to compensate kryptonite. He has to compensate. Like, how do I keep getting kryptonite, you know, to build this suit? And eventually that's how he ends up really coming toe to toe with Superman is he wears in dawns a kryptonite suit. Um, Yeah. That arm, that armor is kryptonite powered. So 
you know, it's like he's, you know, how did how do these villains really overcompensate to deal with with um yeah, and I and I think that's ca- or or superheroed counterparts. Yeah, and, and once you start just imbuing all of them with superpowers, takes away, then it just right, can, it takes yeah, it takes away from it. Yeah, or or the uniqueness of you know, um, you know, say the a, a character who doesn't have superpowers, right. like again, like a Batman yeah. or a Tony Stark, you know, um, Green Arrow, right. Punisher, you know, people like that that will always run up against someone yep. that has a greater ability than they do. And then they have to find a way to, you know, outsmart and get their way past that. Yeah. I mean, just watch Batman run around at the end of Batman versus Superman, watch him run around with doomsday. Like that dude, that dude is 300 yards back at most cases. (laughs) Yeah. In most of those scenarios. He's got one, one grenade left. Right. That's what he tells Alfred, right? He's got got one left. He's got one left. And basically he's almost serving as like bait and distraction. Yep. So Diana can get her licks in and, yeah. and, you know, Clark can get his in. Yeah. It's, it's very funny that oh, man. that final scene with Doomsday where just Batman just kind of like, duck right, and well, roll, man, duck and roll. Yeah, the it's entire... like, well, I don't really have much to offer right here. Yeah. It's, I mean, when he, <laughs> gets this his, little... when he gets his tail saved by Diana, that's still still one of the best. Coolest. And then that best theme intros, music comes man. in. Yeah. Oh, that Wonder Woman theme song, dude, I could play that bumps me up, man. I could play that dude, all that, day. That standalone is going to be. I, I'm probably I'm I'm that is probably the one comic movie of 2017 I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's gonna be rad. That's gonna be yeah, real rad. I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah. her uh, her her saving Batman's bacon right there is <laughs> so uh, fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind well, of I mean, a, hey, well, I mean, to circle back around, it's more Batman versus Superman talk. Yeah, man. That, I think that's also that awakening for Bruce where he's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. we we we're gonna need we're going to need some meta humans. I mean, if this is oh, yeah. the stuff that's going to be coming down the pipe, well, his, I mean, guys like me, know, he's, he's, that's why, he, you know, that's what I really loved. The, um, all those, the hidden or the delete, not the least, but the extended trailers and stuff like that for mm. justice league, um, him seeking out all these cats, especially when he confronts Barry. Um, yeah. uh, I just, man, I, the flash, I, as much as I've been just disappointed, with the flash over the past couple of years um, because of the television show, um, you know, just the, just the roller coaster ride there. Um, I tell you this, this Barry, this version of Barry Allen and the flash, I am just stoked. I could yeah, not be more like excited. It. You, yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm um, excited for it. you texted me the other day about you, when you were watching suicide squad, you were like, man, I forgot about the, the, yeah. the flash came. It happened so just fast. Just that brief, brief cameo, man. But that yeah. speed force, I mean, I could watch that scene all day, but just to watch the speed force, just lightning around him, it's just mm-hmm. so smooth and so cool. And yeah. He is yeah. just, ugh, so cool. Love, it's very cool, I, man. Man, I love yeah. the flash. I love the, I love this version. Very cool. All right. So we're going to, we're going to answer the question. No, then. For Joker, I'm, I'm on. You know what? I'm, is that our? Is that our? Man, is that reasonable? Fanboys, right? And, I'm, and I hate doing that. I can't put together a bottom five or a top five to save my life. Um, so no, I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, I, th- I think I am too. Oh, okay. Though I do think there's wiggle room there for the possibility. Yeah, I mean, which I, I would like yeah. to see, which I would like to maybe see something addressed in the yeah. Batman comics. You know, I know they don't really like to tool with their with their core characters yeah. that much, but yeah. I think it would bring an interesting element to the Joker. Yeah. 
No, no. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I know we've talked about all this stuff before and I hope, you know, in the, in the, uh, cr- the episode before Christmas, um, <laughs> episode that we have here, um, that you guys don't mind it, but you know, that's, that's why it's our podcast too. Cause we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people get tired of it. I hope not. I think we're giving them some food for thought. Yeah. Anyway, loved our, love the yeah. Star Wars talk today. Really enjoyed that. Love Star Wars, man. Love it. Go see Rogue One. That's happening this weekend. Um, then, uh, then go rewatch you, Batman vs. Superman too, because that's still a fun movie. I, I th- you should be able to find Rogue One at one of your local cinema plexes. I'm thinking it should be on. <laughs> it uh, should on be at pretty least popular. One to maybe two screens. Maybe probably. You know, possibly. <laughs> you might have to. You might have to buy an early advance ticket because of the of just how few, uh, you know, yeah. few few screens there are. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief, man. That thing's yeah. selling out everywhere. Limited release. <laughs> Made $29 million on Thursday night alone. Oof. Yep. Right? Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> hey, welcome. Yeah, there you go. Star yeah, Wars. Star Wars, man. Go. Yep. Star Wars is back. That's all it is. Just Star Wars. Yep. Very cool. Well, I am excited about 2017 as well, man. There's a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming. Yeah, man. Good good movies are coming down. Uh, the, you know, good, good good books are coming their way uh, in your comic book shop. Yeah. You know, no, never forget about your comic book shop, folks. Visit your comic book. Get shop. someone your a comic I, book this Christmas, man. How about that? Yeah. Go buy someone you know, your, or Hanukkah or or just for fun. Or funds. Kwanzaa, whatever it's going to be. Whatever you celebrate. Whatever. Winter cool. solstice. Yeah. The whatever solstice. You just yeah. just for the heck of it. You know, you, that's a good, you know, that's the, a good time to give a gift is just for the heck you know, of it. Absolutely, man. You know, picking up the iPad is super convenient. Yeah. I, you know, I, I enjoy buying the occasional book from uh, the DC app or the yeah. image app, Marvel app. I mean, that, that definitely they is, have good is sales fun. too. They, like when they, they have when good they sales, sales, like it's hard to, it's hard to ignore. It, it satisfies that two in the morning, you know, you can't sleep and you want to buy a comic. Um, yeah. It satisfies that. Yeah. That being said, in 2017, reasonableist, don't ignore your local comic book shop. Walk in there, smell the paper. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's. Go smell some paper. That's like. Oh, I love the smell. of New comic Year's book resolution. Paper. Go smell a paper. Right. No, the comic. But not book just paper. the books, but you know, check out the the collectibles, the yeah. posters, the T-shirts, the games. Just don't forget about your local comic shop, man. Those guys work hard. They've got to compete with a lot yeah, to man. stay in business. They really do more than ever. Comic book shops compete with just, you know, digital distribution and online distribution. That and is one of the, that's when you talk about the art of convenience, comic books are almost, I mean, they are high on that list of being just able yeah. to be convenient. And why would I go to the, why would I go to the to the comic book store when I can just get the next episode on my phone. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's and, very and we much get the it. Case. And we get it and we endorse that. Yeah, that's man. a great way to so that's good. a great way to to get your comic books. There is still something to be said for the binding, the paper, yeah. the work it takes to, you know, put together some of these trade paperbacks that yeah. are, you know, republished and yeah. re-edited and just, you know, touched up. So if any of you, we, we may not get a show before New Year's. I'm hoping we do. But if we don't, make it a New Year's resolution. Yeah, absolutely. Visit your comic book shop a couple times this year. Yeah. Go spend some money with them. Keep them in business. They deserve it. Buy someone a comic book this Christmas, this holiday. Absolutely. They'll enjoy absolutely. it. Absolutely. Buy yourself one, too, while you're at it. You know, if <laughs> I'd like to buy the world a comic 
and keep it company. I'm really showing my age on that. That's yeah, I was like, because if song. anyone can sing along with you, that'd be pretty good. Nobody. Like, let Nobody. us know if you could sing along with John. This is what happened when I, I started singing I know that song, that. but I didn't yeah. see that song happen live. Oh, I did. I know you no, did. I did. I know you did. Yeah. The, the original goes, I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> it's a good commercial. So, but hey, hey uh, they, sold a, they sold a lot of bottles of Coca-Cola dude, off of that they, ad yeah, campaign. They, they keep selling them. Yeah. Um, but hey, we, yeah, we have a uh, updates on reasonables. We have a Facebook now. Um, we have a Facebook. Is that an old, is that an old person? Like we, I have a Facebook. You'll you find us on the Facebook. On the if you if you, if you look go to on the, the Google, the Google, the internet, find the Facebook, and you go to the Facebook, we have a one. So yeah, yes, we do. We do yeah, have, we one. have one. So uh, to give you guys, out. it is to give you guys a little bit of insight here. Uh, Rex and I talked about it on Saucy Riffs, and don't worry, folks, if you listen to Saucy Riffs as well too, there will be a uh, pre-Christmas show. It's a little bit delayed because of some circumstances that happened. We're not going to get into it so much tonight, but you may get a little sample of my day on Saucy Refs. Um, we are going to def- definitely get a, a, a pre-Christmas show out. We're going to be talking some heavy metal Christmas. Oh, nice. There's a lot of really cool heavy metal Christmas yes, albums out are. there. Yes, there are, yeah. But we made it a commitment. We had a nice little business call, uh, if you will. We're yeah. not going to bore you guys with all that. But we just you know, recognized that uh, there are a lot of areas that we can continue to tweak, and that is our openness and availability to you guys outside of the show. Uh, and especially for saucy riffs, it was a renewed commitment, especially to our Facebook page, because we found out that a number of our listeners actually waited for us to post our episode on Facebook. That's how they knew yeah. there was a new episode. Uh, so we felt I, personally, I felt kind of bad because I, I run the Facebook page for saucy riffs. I'm like, well, yeah. that stinks. Cause there was a, one of our listeners was like, man, if you guys put out a show, I haven't heard anything for like two months. Yeah. And we're like, uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we've been recording we're like almost to episode 30 at this point, <laughs> <Yeah>. pal. Um, <laughs> so, on <episode> so four. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, uh, just a renewed commitment and, yeah. you know, Ryan has taken the time to get our Facebook page up and yeah. guys, it's just, it's there as a means for you to touch base with us. Uh, you know, if you don't see anything for a couple of days, it's not that we've fallen off the face of yeah. the earth. If, if we got something we want to say, we're going to throw it out there. Yeah. And um, as uh, as always, you know, especially with our Twitter feed and our Facebook comments are always welcome. But if you get nasty, you're going to get the goodbye. We're not we're not here to, uh, <laughs> you know, engage in pointless uh, trolling, I well, guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And yeah. I think, uh, you know. As as, Heated, as our, yeah. well, we have a title spirited of reasonable, debate. reasonable fanboys yes. for a reason, right? Because spirited debate is always welcome. Yeah, is absolutely. always welcome. Disagree but, all day. You know, yeah, but if you start getting nasty and name calling and stuff like That's that, rude. you know, don't be doing that. Yeah, don't be rude. Don't, don't be that. Don't be that person. Don't, yeah, don't, don't be don't be don't the be internet. That. Be a person. No, don't. That's right. Um, That's right. I was gonna say something, and I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I was gonna say this. So as we continue to grow, reasonable, we love for more people to be listening to us. Um, obviously, that's why we're doing this whole thing. Um, so the we have to ask some favors of you guys. One, like visit our Facebook page, like it, um, subscribe to. I don't know if you can subscribe to a Facebook page, but like it on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, how, do, how do they find us on Facebook, Ryan? Oh, what is the Facebook? Oh, fa- uh, well, like it's face- at. Yeah, facebook.com slash reasonable fanboys. 
There you go. Super easy. And it's also linked in our Twitter too. So if you are on you Twitter go. and you follow us there, it's there. Um, but also in, in, um, in apps like Stitcher and apps and, and services like iTunes, um, give us a rating. Uh, honestly, because those are the yes. things that will help us um, reach another audience and reach uh, reach more people. So if you enjoy what you hear um, every 10 days or so from us, from our ramblings, um, jump on iTunes, jump on Stitcher, give us a rating. Um, and if you and if you uh, if you love us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, email us. Right. Reasonable fanboys at Gmail dot com love to figure out what we can do to make the show better for you guys as well. So, yeah, we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to just hear about how awesome and handsome we are. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're substandard and ugly, please tell us, you know, um, can I, I want to add in there so we can, well, yeah, so we can have a communication. We can, we can actually talk. I want to add, I want to add into that. Uh, also SoundCloud, if you listen to us through SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. you can also like us through that as well too. And also submit feedback that way. Mm -hmm. Guys, the reason why we ask just to echo Ryan's point is we, we want to continue to grow uh, Shut Up Dog Productions and these two shows. Yeah. We've got some awesome ideas for some third, maybe a fourth show that could be a stretch, but we do have some awesome ideas for a third show. There wouldn't be us bearded fellas. You're going to get a whole different set of voices yeah. talking about a whole <laughs> different set of things Oh yeah, uh, that, that we're excited for. But the only way that we're going to know how to make things better is if you guys tell us. Mm-hmm. And we are open to the feedback. We absolutely are. So yeah. please, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah. There you go. That's how you can reach us. That's how you can uh, contribute. If you, if you love the podcast, you want to give back, we're not taking money, right? Uh, we just ask for your contributions in terms of likes, subscribes, and, and uh, star ratings on iTunes and Stitcher. That's what that's there you go. that's how you could pay back if you're looking to even do that this this giving season <laughs> this holiday season give it give us a review and and be as honest and, as as it needs to be oh yeah we would yeah. love to hear it well uh man I think that's man I'm about tapped out how about you my tanks are empty brother yeah that's I got nothing it. man yeah. well yeah, this man. is reasonable fanboys my name is Ryan I am John and I'm going to add have yourselves a merry little Christmas. And a happy new year. There you go. (laughs) Good night.